This is Mercy Harper, writer for research services at APQC. And this is Megan McCulloch, research analyst at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're here with Melissa Houston, a financial strategist for CEOs and founder of the Business Society, to talk about fractional CFOs. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Hey, Mercy and Megan. I am so happy to be here with you today. Awesome. So at APQC, we've seen a lot of interest around fractional CFOs. And while that's not something we've done much in-depth research on, not yet anyway, right, Megan? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I had just the right person to call to get some actionable guidance for our listeners on this topic. Melissa Houston knows all the ins and outs of the fractional CFO model, and we're so lucky that she had time to speak with us today. So without further ado, let's get into it. Melissa, can you tell us what a fractional CFO is and what that looks like inside an organization? I sure can. So a fractional CFO is essentially a fancy word for saying it is a part-time chief financial officer. So what a chief financial officer is, is they're the most senior financial person in the business and they operate as the right-hand person to the CEO. So the CFO is really there to understand the CEO's vision and to translate that into growth strategies and financial forecasting and business models and such that's going to support their vision to get them there in reality. So fractional CFO is a hot topic these days because it's it's relatively new and it's so great for small to medium-sized businesses who really can't afford to bring on a full-time CFO, they have the opportunity to not sacrifice the quality of the CFO, but bring them on on a part-time basis. So usually that looks like a retainer basis where they pay a monthly retainer for their services. So Melissa, what are some common indicators that an organization might need a fractional CFO? Yeah, when the CEO has higher level financial questions like, you know, do we do we invest in this versus that or you know am i pricing my products and services competitively or do i need to increase prices or you know just basic you know more in depth questions that you're whether it's a bookkeeper or staff accountant or even accounting team that you have on board aren't necessarily qualified and educated to respond to those questions for you right so as your, your financial needs grow, your questions will grow, and you will need more senior level advice to, to be taken into account, right? So when you are looking for answers to questions, if you've decided that, you know, your business is at, you know, like, let's say point A, but you want to get it to point B and C, you know, you need a growth strategy in place and understanding how to get to that growth. So if you are a million dollar business and you want to become a $5 million business within 12 months, you need to have a growth strategy in place and a CFO can help you with that. And then, you know, going back to what I was mentioning earlier, if you're looking at scenario analysis, like do I invest in project A or project B or can I afford to do both of them or what have you, a CFO is there to punch the numbers for you, to show you what's possible with each and advise you say, you know, maybe project B is more profitable than project A and you might want to start with project B first, or, you know, maybe neither of the projects are profitable and it's not in your best interest to pursue them whatsoever. So having that CFO in place who guides you financially through the processes is extremely important for the growth of your business. 
Absolutely. So Melissa, what are some of the potential benefits and risks that leaders should weigh in as they're deciding whether or not to bring in a fractional CFO? Yeah, this is a really good question because a lot of business leaders, they look at bringing in a CFO um, as not a wise decision. And the reason I say this is because they don't tie value to the function because the CFO traditionally is not bringing in revenue for them, right? But that's a mistake because what a CFO is doing is they are optimizing the profit in your business. So they're looking within your business to see what's working and what's not working and how you can optimize profit, which is, if not equally as important as bringing sales in or more important, right? Because I have seen, I've been in, I've been an accountant for over 20 years. I have been in so many businesses, small, large. I have seen, you know, $10 million businesses go bankrupt due to financial mismanagement. So when your finances are being managed well, that is a good thing, right? So this is the benefit of having a CFO and they're going to optimize profits to ensure that you're not only operating at your industry standards, your profit margin may be higher you know, to, to increase the value of the business and increase the value of the profit coming in. I want to make it very clear that if you are operating, let's say at a 5% profit margin, a CFO should be able to increase your profit margin to something that's more competitive, like a 20% profit margin. So that's really a huge benefit to, to having a CFO on board. Now, the risks of not having a CFO is that you're essentially driving your business blindly, right? Because the CFO has been trained to see, you know, what the risks are to your business, what the benefits are, what the threats are. There's so many things that, you know, a CFO is is trained to, to see that you may not see. The CFO is looking for the blind spots to what the CEO has, right? Because not everybody can function in silos. You've got to look at the big picture and they're there to, to help you not only identify risks, but mitigate them as well. Um, also, a CFO is like having a fractional CFO on your team is cost effective. So if you can't afford to bring on a full-time CFO, you can bring on them in a part-time basis. You pay a monthly retainer for these services and it's cost effective because you're not, you know, having that huge cash outlay because a CFO can cost anywhere from 200 to $500,000 a year in salary alone. That's not even including benefits and perks. So having a fractional CFO on your team is definitely a benefit. Now, when you talk about risks of having a CFO, um, I can't think of a lot of risks. I mean, your risk is really against the company and how it's not going to benefit the company. Hmm. Now, that makes sense. I've got a quick follow-up for you on that. Do you see the fact that, you know, most of these fractional CFOs are working with multiple organizations? That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Do you see that as a as a risk or do some small businesses see that as a risk, the fact that their CFO is also looking at, you know, the finances of these other organizations. Yeah, but a reputable CFO is not going to disclose any personal or confidential information to competitors or what have you, right? So I would say the risk of bringing on a CFO is by hiring the wrong CFO. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking for a CFO for your business, you're going to want to look at their educational credentials. So hiring a CPA is ideal because CPAs are governed by their, their, their professional societies to ensure they're following ethics and uh, general conduct rules, which is really important. And that's where you get, you know, the, the confidentiality 
the, the privacy, the high ethical behavior, and then ensuring that you've hired somebody who's got at least 10 years of experience. And that's like progressive experience. So you want to be able to see that they've started somewhere and their career has progressed over the years to have a minimum of 10 years of some sort of senior leadership. Now, the third um, thing that you want to make sure of when you're hiring a CFO is ensuring that they're their communication skills are good, right? Quite often um, I get complaints about, well, I have a CFO, but he doesn't tell me what's going on or she doesn't tell me what's going on or what have you. Mm -hmm. And you need somebody who's going to communicate with you and work with you as a team member so that you both have a good understanding of each other's roles and you complement each other. And if you're working with somebody who's not communicating with you or does not have the patience to maybe explain certain financial concepts to you, because unfortunately this does happen, then you have to look at that as a red flag. You have to say, wait a minute, is this a relationship that I'm really interested in, in continuing? Because, you know, they're supposed to be your partner. Quick follow-up for you on that one, Melissa. Where should organizations look to find these fractional CFOs? I personally love using my network, right? If I'm looking for a qualified CFO, I would go to other um, colleagues that I respect or anybody in my network that I respect and say, hey, have you heard of you know this service? Have you tried it? Do you have anybody that you would recommend? I think referrals are the best way to go. So, you know, get at least three names and you can conduct interviews with, you know, each of them and, you know, once you get these referrals and you set up interviews and you have a good idea of how their conversational skills go and um, their education and their experience requirements, then it's so much easier to make that decision on who's going to work best with you. So it's a best fit of like the top three qualities that you would be looking for. Melissa, I'd like to, to go back to, um, to our the part of the conversation around costs and, and kind of connect some maybe connect a couple of dots and then ask ask a question. So we were talking about you know the the risk of not having a CFO was to the business and that he could help you know, increase your profit that it would only do better, right? So mm -hmm. would it be safe to say that the upfront investment on the CFO could is worth the worth the risk and investment on the on the back end in order to help raise your profits and eventually end up truly making more money in the long run by having a CFO, whether it's fractional or, or full-time. Am, am I making that connection there correctly? Absolutely. Because, you know, you're, if you hire a good CFO, their primary concern is going to be increasing profits in your business, you know, and there's so many different ways that you can do that. Like I mentioned earlier, you can increase revenue, increase prices, uh, decrease expenses, um, a combination of all of those. And your CFO is going to be looking at that. Now, also, your CFO is setting your business up for success, right? And what they're going to do is they're going to help you grow your business and maintain your profit margins or increase them as your business grows, which is a key component to your financial plan as well. So your CFO is saving you a lot of money, but you don't necessarily see it on paper, right? So if you're 
sales are increasing, you know, typically you can attribute that to your sales team, but that's not necessarily going to translate to profit. So knowing, you know, it's, it's hard to measure the value of the CFO, like the financial value, but knowing that they're increasing, like when you look at your profit margins and see how they're increasing over time, and you look at your overall performance of your business and your customer satisfaction and customer retention and so many financial aspects that all play in together, that's a really important, um, attribute that your CFO brings to you. Now for cost-effective solutions, when you have a fractional CFO working for you, that is way more cost-effective. You're typically looking at a retainer based between $3,000 and $10,000 per month, right? It's going to depend on the size of your business and how what's going on in your business. And there's so many factors that come into play and how much, you know, time that's going to be required of the CFO to to um, manage your business for you. But typically those are the charges. And once you reach, you know, maybe beyond 15,000 per month, that might be time to start looking at bringing in a full-time CFO, Mm. right? So you're definitely going to be saving money with a fractional CFO on the salary front, but at some point you will need to, as your business grows, bring on somebody full-time. That makes sense. Um, I've got a I've got a quick follow up for you, Megan. You might have one too. But I think what I would want to know as a business owner is how long do I need to pay this person to get my value? So you talked about you know. So what 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 has your experience been like that? So yeah, I mean everybody wants to think about you know like when am I ever going to stop paying a CFO? But once you get to the point where you need one, you need one, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot you cannot operate your business without a CFO at some point in the journey. So once you start looking at a CFO, you're looking at, you know, maybe half a million, a million in revenue, depending on what you're selling, right? Some would go to 10 million before they brought a CFO in. But whatever that is, that spot is for you where you need a CFO. CFOs do so much for your business and it does become a full-time job as your business grows. So When you invest in a CFO, it's because you're a traditional business. You have the traditional business requirement. So, Melissa, we talked about, you know, what what a fractional CFO is. Um, We've identified we need one. We talked about how much it's going to cost and we're going to get them. So what steps should the organization take to prepare and manage the change with your organization and the employees? This is such a good question because usually when, you know, a new member of the team is introduced, it's usually met with some resistance from other employees and such. And what helps employees adjust with the change is by stating clear policies and procedures. So if you don't have clear policies and procedures in place already, the CFO will help you implement them. And it gives a guideline for how things will be operating in the business. Another thing is to lead by example. So with a new team member coming in, everybody welcoming them and showing that, you know, they are in fact the leader and that they're their um, presence and their knowledge and their expertise is welcomed by the CEO and senior management and such. The attitude from the top top trickles down. And thirdly is having open communication so that if your employees are feeling a little resistance with the change, having that open communication policy where they can come to you with questions or concerns and they can be addressed accordingly so nobody feels uncomfortable or feels like, you know, this is a threat to their employment or what have you. 
Thanks. I, I think we're we're on the way to helping our members, you know, make make the decision, you know, to, to get a fractional CFO and, and what to expect. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you so much. It's been a great, great conversation. Absolutely. Well, once again, I'm Mercy Harper. And I'm Megan McCulloch. Thanks for listening to this APQC podcast. To learn more about our research, please visit apqc.org. And we hope you have a great rest of your day.